This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, good morning, Tallahassee, we're woke, and it's a blessing to get up and know that you are here. You're listening to Morning to Wave 94.1, Tallahassee, the ministry of Escape to Heaven, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. And today we simply need to stop and think about what are we escaping to? We say escape to heaven, I guess from the sins of this world, the wiles of this world. We would like to understand why do we want to escape? And when should we try to escape now? Well, let's think about what is this all about? At some point, our great Father, the Creator of heaven and earth, is going to judge mankind for all that they've done. We are included in that. And so I was led this morning to the prophet Micah. Let us turn our Bibles to the book of Micah. And here's how it starts. It says, Hear all you peoples. It didn't just say the church people. It's everybody. <laughs> Listen, O earth, and all that is in it. Let the Lord God be a witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. The mountains will melt under him. The valleys will split like wax before the fire, like water poured down a steep place. All of this is for the transgression of Jacob, the sins of the house of Israel. And then uh, it talks about what God will do. And even though this was referring specifically to Israel, God's own people, I'd like us to look at the way how the Lord thinks, how he um, reacts ultimately after all the grace and the mercy that is extended. So we can have a more balanced perspective of our God, the Father the one we love, the one we worship. <laughs> and, and he says, I will make Samaria a heap of ruins. And uh, he's going to uncover her foundations and all the idols that were worshipped shall be beaten to pieces and will lay desolate. 
Because in God's eyesight, she's been a whore, a harlot, and therefore um, it shall return to the pay of a harlot. And then God himself says that he will wail and howl and he will go stripped and naked. He will make a wailing like the jackals and mourning like the ostriches. Why? Because the saints of God, the believers, their wounds are incurable. Wow. And then he talks about um, how woe to those in the second chapter who devise iniquity. And even in the first chapter, he talks about the children will go into captivity. And if you look at our children today, the bulk of them are in captivity. Most of the persons that go to church, they'll tell you what their children are doing. And if you listen carefully, those children are in bondage to uh, the ways of the world, to addiction, to pornography, to drugs, to um, unhealthy sexual practices. Our children, the bulk of them, are in captivity. I'm just reading the Bible and I want you to hear and just listen and see, is this pertaining to our day also? And here it says, Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light they practice it because it is in the power of their hands. They covet fields and take them by violence. Also houses and cease them. And they oppress man and his whole house and his inheritance. Behold, here's what the Lord says. Anyone that does this kind of activity, where at night you're sitting there thinking about how to take from others. Against this family, the Lord says, I am devising disaster that you cannot remove your heads, nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. Okay, so... It is important that we understand that there is a judgment that God himself will execute against those who will not either A, continue doing the ways of the Lord, or B, repent and turn back to him. And is the Spirit of the Lord restricted? <laughs> um in God's mind, his people, his own people, you say, well, who are the people of God? Those who say that they are doing the will of God, who sometimes do some of his will, but perhaps not continuously. And here the Bible says in Micah, second chapter, verse 8, Lately my people have risen up as an enemy, you pull off the robe with the garment from those who trust you as they pass by, like men returned from war. The women of my people you cast out from their pleasant homes, from their children. You have taken away my glory forever. Arise and depart, for this is not your rest because it is the foul.
it shall destroy. Yes, with utter destruction. So the point is that um, <laughs> until we, you know, we do not understand as uh, children of God that there are ju that there's judgment. Even for those of us that say that we are pastors, apostles, ministers, teachers, leaders, you know, there is judgment when we do not stay in the will of God. And uh, right here, matter of fact, in Micah third chapter, it says, Here now, O heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice? You who hate good and love evil <laughs> and you're stripping the skin from my people, the flesh from their bones who also eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from their break their bones and chop them in pieces like meat for the pot, like flesh in the cauldron. And then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time because they, my people, have been evil in their deeds. So thus say the Lord concerning the prophets who make my people stray or the pastors or the leaders who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against God, who puts nothing into their mouth. Therefore, you shall have night without vision. You shall have darkness Without divination, the sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be dark for them. Seers shall be ashamed, diviners abash, and they shall all cover their lips. For guess what? There will be no answer from God. See, all that I read just now in Micah is the judgment of God. As much as we focus on the goodness of God, God is balanced. There's also judgment for you deciding that you do not want the goodness of God. And you say, well, how do I do that? By not being obedient, you know, by learning the word, but then not following it, uh, doing it partially. Uh, your heart is not even made up that you want to follow God, but you do want the goodness of his hands. And Micah continues, third chapter, verse number eight, it says, but truly, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. So understand that there is a moment. And I'm still looking at Micah, the third chapter here, where it talks even further. It says, now hear this, verse number nine. You heads of the house of Jacob, rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and pervert all equity. Okay. Um, yea, they lean on the Lord and say, it's not the Lord among us. No harm can come upon us. But it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord shall be established. It shall be exalted. But the main thing is that if we... Do not, um, you know, adhere to the ways of the Lord, especially us as leaders. We're going to be held accountable um, over in Romans, the second chapter. So today what we're discussing is the righteous judgment of.
of God. There is such a thing. God will not uh, have you and I say that he was not faithful and that he didn't judge us fairly. So <clears throat> Romans, the second chapter, says, therefore, you are inexcusable, O men, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. So therefore, when you and I say that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we do things that are not like consistent with God's Spirit, and then we judge others, we're condemning ourselves. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think, do you think... <laughs> that you can judge those practicing sin and that you do the same thing that you will escape the judgment of God? The answer is no. And so in the word of God, Romans, the first chapter, looking at verse number 28, it says how when they do not retain God and their knowledge that God give them over to debase mind and they do things like um, unrighteousness, Sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. I mean, your mind is evil. Whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. When you do those same things, even though in your heart you're judging, you know, lots and lots of people saying that, oh, they're sinners. But then you're doing the same thing. And the word of God wants you and I both to know we cannot escape the judgment of God. So when I, I'm teaching like escape to heaven, but how can you escape to heaven if you're practicing the things of the world, it's kind of like not going to happen. So Romans, the second chapter, verse number four says, or do you despise the riches of God's goodness? You know, his forbearance, his long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you and I to repentance. But in accordance with your hardness and your impotent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance and doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil. It doesn't matter if you're, you're whatever, Jews first, Jews being those who, the circumcision of your heart, but then you still persist in doing evil. And then also of the Greek, that means those that are pagan, that were not really raised up in the ways of godliness. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good. To the Jew first, and then also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. 
For as many as have sinned without law <clears throat> will also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law, well, if you're in the law, you're going to be judged by the law. For it's not the hearers of the law that are just, right, in the sight of God, but it's the doers of the law. Those are justified. So when Gentiles or pagans, like we look at a lot of different countries that we know have not really been like raised up in Jesus or 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 the Torah or the Bible. And and I don't want you to think for one minute that all of them are going to hell. No, no, no. Read the Bible. It says, For when Gentiles, verse number 14, chapter 2 in Romans, who do not have the law, but by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves. Because they show the work of the law that's written in their hearts. Their conscience also bear witness between themselves. Their thoughts are either accusing them or excusing them. So in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to the gospel. Indeed, if you're called a Jew, meaning a sanctified person, a churchgoer, a believer, and, and you rest, you your confidence is in the law, and you make your boast in God that I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, and you know his will, and you approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the Lord. You're confident that you yourself, that you are a guide to the blind. You're a light to those who are in darkness. You're an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? Man, I want to stop. I just really want to stop because that really puts it, that put the nail in the box. That's like getting up, going to church, doing all these godly perceived things, but then not dealing with yourself. That's who this Bible today is speaking to. It's we cannot escape to heaven if heaven is not already living inside of us. Let's go back to the word of God. Verse number 21, Romans, the second chapter. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles, the unbelievers, because of you, the believers, the Christians, the truth walkers, the Jews. As it is written, for circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the law, then your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if a circumcised or an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirement of the law, will not his 
uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will not the physically uncircumcised? Okay, because remember, if you're not a Jew by birth, then you are not circumcised, really. Pagans generally are not circumcised. Now, for health reasons, we have begun to, we have circumcised our, our male children now, mainly for health reasons. Okay? So let's go back to the word. Therefore, will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judge you? Judge you who even with your written code and circumcision physically are a transgressor of the law. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Amen. So Romans, the third chapter says, so what if some don't believe, do not believe, but their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true and every man be a liar, as it is written because God will be justified in his word and may overcome when God himself are judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unjust who inflicts wrath? Huh? You know, I'm speaking as a, a, a human being, as a created being. And, and there's an answer, certainly not. But then how will God judge the world? So God just judged this world because why? God is fair. You know, he don't have favorites. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They've all together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb with their tongues. They have practiced deceit. The poison of abscess under their lips. Mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. The way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And that is written. Okay. So we are all under sin. <laughs> and that's in Galatians. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I'm continuing in Romans. Um, I'm in the third chapter. And I'm in verse number 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in God's sight because it is through the law that we have the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by 
the law and the prophets, meaning the law that came from Jesus, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, okay? To all and on all who believe, for there's no difference. We have all sinned, as I said before, and fell short of the glory of God, being justified freely by God's grace. <laughs> Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by Jesus' blood through faith to demonstrate God's righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed by us to demonstrate his righteousness. That God might be just. And the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So here's the key, guys. You want to escape to heaven? You have to have faith in Jesus, okay? Because we cannot post, we cannot boast, we cannot boast that I live like this, I do this, I do that, I pay my tithes, I go to church, I, I love the people, I go give to the homeless. No, 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 no. You cannot boast about your works. We conclude that a man is justified by faith. Okay? Because God is not the God of the Jews only. He's the God of the Gentiles as well. He's the God of us all. So there is one God who will justify us by faith. Okay? And so the key to this question today is can we still escape to heaven? And I'm going to say yes, we can. Provided we understand how to escape. And our escape is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Because even Abraham believed God by faith. Right. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. So now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for as righteousness. Amen. So David described, I'm going to stop here, the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. Amen. I stand in that group and whose sins are covered. I hope you're standing in that group. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Amen. We're going to stop there. Father God, I just ask you, Lord, let your word that we read today be real in our lives, Lord. Let blessedness come upon those that are circumcised and also upon those that are not circumcised, upon the believer and upon those that do not yet believe. And Father God, I ask you, Lord, to let your seal of righteousness of faith, Lord God, be upon your people today. And allow us, Father, to be able to escape the consequences and the results of the sins of this world. Lord, let us escape to your just righteousness. And Father, we thank you so much that you've loved us like we could never love. You've loved us in a way that we do not qualify for. And so today, on this Monday, and today is another beautiful day, God, that you've given us by faith. We will walk through this day 
as blessed people, as David described, the blessedness of the Lord shall rule and reign upon us from this moment forward. Thank you, God. Thank you. Radio Land, I appreciate you, and I just pray that you live a wonderful, blessed life this week, and I can't wait to see you next week. God bless you. Bye.